You are about to embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to Podcast 42. So I, uh, I, I made a few modifications to the fishbowl. I see that, but for the love of God, why? Because he always has to be busy. Chris, why don't you just learn how to relax more? I am relaxed when I'm busy. I can't relax doing nothing. That's weird. That's, that is not the part that is weird. So why does the fishbowl have moving gears and spinny things and steampunk-looking smoke whistles on it? You know, it sort of reminds me of Frankenberry. What are smoke whistles? You know, right there. You know, it looks like a whistle, but smoke is coming out of it. Like in the old cartoons. Toot, toot. Okay, I see that now. Toot, toot. You are a good tutor. Yeah, I am. Toot, toot. I don't know whether to tell you or just kind of let it happen. Tell Tell us. us. Let it happen. All right, then. Let's play Opposite Day (laughs) and go with the minority. Yeah! Which means what? Let's start with fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. And see what happens. In your face. Fishbowl fact number one. So in 1990, a TV series based on the film began to air on NBC, which can now be viewed in its entirety on YouTube, by the way with Charlie Schlater replacing Matthew in the title role. Due to the poor ratings, it was canceled during its first season. A dueling show, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, was its spiritual successor and in some way was the real TV adaption. Fishbowl fact number two. Ben Stein was an economics professor. He was originally set to speak his lines off camera, but his voice made the room laugh. Hughes told Stein to just lecture about something he knew a lot about. So Stein taught a bit about economics as Hughes filmed it. The only part of Stein's scene that was scripted was when he took attendance. Fishbowl fact number three. Richard Edson, one of the parking lot attendants, was the original drummer in Sonic Youth. Fishbowl fact number four. Hughes crashed an actual Von Steuben Day parade to shoot the parade scenes. They entered a float into the annual procession in downtown Chicago, but didn't inform parade officials or judges what they were planning on doing. Aboard Jennifer Grey donned a wig so she could be in the crowd and part of the fun unnoticed. Broderick struggled with the choreography because of a knee injury. Fishbowl fact number five. I was afraid I was going to get this one. (laughs) I love what he says that. (laughs) Among the noble works featured in the museum scene are a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Herat, which is probably not how you say that, by George Surratt, 1884, during which Cameron struggles to find his identity in the face of one of the children in the painting. And Amanda Windows... Mark Chagall, 1977, in front of which Ferris and Sloan have a romantic moment. I like Chagall. Is that Stephen Chagall? Fishbowl fact number six. 
Ferris's dad, Lyman Ward, and mom, Cindy Pickett, got married in 1986 after meeting on set. They had two children, but split years later in 1992. Fishbowl fact number seven. On October 1st, 2011, Wrigley Field celebrated the 25th anniversary of the film by showing it on three giant screens on the infield. Fishbowl fact number eight. Doe Close was the founder of modern improv and taught the craft to almost every comedic actor out of Second City in the 70s and 80s. Close portrayed the English teacher and delivered the classic line, in what way, to a class full of bored kids. Weren't you there for that? Which, being bored kid? No. Or Second City? Second City, like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I'm also a time traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which... Uh, what's happening? What are those lights and and what is that sound? Why am I spinning one way and my head is spinning another way? My mouth feels slow. What just happened? I don't feel so good. It, It will pass in a few minutes. Wait a minute. Look at everyone's hair. Yep. It's 1985. Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, way before (laughs) Nirvana. There was U2 and Blondie, and music still on MTV. You turn the fishbowl into an old-fashioned hairstyler machine. Or or perhaps a time travel machine. Maybe. (laughs) Is this Chicago? Yes. Chicago had the worst haircuts. I remember learning that in history class. That's why the bad haircut time travel machine brought us here. Hey. What? Sabrina. Crystal has the same haircut he did in the 80s. Enough about my hair. (laughs) Why don't you guys just (laughs) knock on the door over there? Oh, I'll do it. I went to Juilliard for this. (laughs) You went to Juilliard for what? Knocking. I have a master's in it. You have a master's from Juilliard for knocking? That doesn't even make sense. Google me. You'll see. Yep, right here on the website of Juilliard alumni is a picture of Sabrina wearing a tux, complete with, a, with white gloves, and standing next to a door. You went to the most prestigious art school in the world to learn how to knock on doors? Uh, not just knock on doors, but to knock on doors with style. Listen. master's degree in that (laughs) (laughs) that's john hughes i love your movies uncle buck why would you call me uncle buck it's mr hughes or just john he he hasn't done uncle buck yet um that's rude to assume my sexuality especially on my own front stoop can i help you people i'm super busy i've been writing the script for the last six days there's a Hollywood writer's strike on the horizon. I want to make this movie before that happens. <laughs> so you're writing like you're running out of time? That's oddly poetic. Donka Shane. Donka Shane. Hmm. I've always liked that song. I just might work that into the script. Spread that song throughout a whole movie right under people's noses. Be careful, Sabrina. You can't change. You can change history really easy by saying or doing the wrong thing. I'll probably change history just by breathing wrong. Such a Laura line to say. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, there is a new form of music called rap that has really taken off. 
I might give that phrase to my good buddy Flavor Flav. He could turn that into a song. Why are you writing like you're running out of time? I really like that. Great, Sabrina. You may have just destroyed Hamilton. Oh, no. Who's Hamilton? How did he get destroyed? Oh, Hamilton? Nothing. He is just some overrated banker getting a lot of traction in Washington. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Nah, that is even more catchy. That sounds more like a line Flavor Flav could sink his gold teeth into. You're right. How do you know Flavor Flav? Oh, uh, we're his fourth cousin on his dad's side. The side the family doesn't really want to talk about. Never mind that. What do you people want? You're getting me way off track here. Well, that's our specialty. I need to pitch this script to Paramount Studios chief Ned Tannen, and time is short. Wow. Are you writing Lord of the Rings? That's a great book. It would not make a very good movie, though. Can you imagine how cheesy the special effects would look? Yeah, better wait two more decades or so. I'm writing my movie, which is at the moment called Harris Mueller's Day Out. You see, Harris fakes illness to stay at home. The cool thing is that throughout the film, Harris breaks the fourth wall to talk about his friends and give the audience advice on various subjects. His parents really believe he is ill, though his sister Jeannie does not. There's even a small subplot where everyone takes up the cause to save Harris throughout the town. Harris? Don't you mean Ferris? Ferris. Ferris. Fairies. What an odd but interesting. <laughs> It's a typo. It's a typo. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm not gonna lie. When I was going through and proofreading it, I left it because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fairies. Why would he say fairies? I don't know. You're the one I who was, wrote it. Yeah. I don't question when you write things. I just read what's in front of me. You, you know. You should always question. Just like um, who's that great broadcaster? Hmm. Ron Burgundy. What an odd but interesting name. Crap! I just realized I'm going to be late for my meeting with Tannen. We can help. Hold on to the fishbowl. It's a time machine. Time machine? Why a fishbowl? Why not a hot tub? The hot tub's too big and we are too poor. This bowl is empty. Where's the fish? You know, we never thought of putting fish into it. Weird. Okay. Everyone grab a part of the rim and hold on. Uh, my stomach is all flippity-floppity. Just like your shoes. They love my flip-flops. That's amazing. We just travel to Paramount Studios in like a second, being all that L.A. traffic. It's better than Siri. Who is Siri? No one. Since we helped you get here so fast, can we sit in with you on your script pitch meeting? I'm somewhat of a script writer myself. I would love to see the process. It's kind of unorthodox, but sure. Why not? Great! You know, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. That's great. Do you mind if I use that? Jail. Be my guest. <laughs> hey, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Michael Eisner from the Disney Company. Perhaps you've ever heard of it? Anyway, can I use that be my guest phrase for a movie we are working on? Jail. <laughs> you did it again. Oops, I did it again. Hey, is that a young Britney Spears over there? Mr. Tannen, we'll see you now, Mr. Hughes. Thank God. Here's my boy. Glad to see you. What magic money-making screenplay do you have for me today? Is it another 16 Candles? Maybe another Breakfast Club? Is it like Mr. Mom or National Lampoon's Vacation, perhaps? Yes, Laura, why do you have your hand raised? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where Michael Eisner came from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's walking around. 
Paramount. He sounds like Mickey, doesn't he? Weird. On crack. Weird. I'm so lost. <laughs> Not quite. It's called Ferris Mueller's Day Out, and it's about a kid teaching you life lessons while he breaks all the rules. He used my name suggestion, Ferris! Which was really his name suggestion to begin with, but you didn't let him get there on his own. This could change history as we know it. Yeah, maybe Crocs won't be invented or something good like that. Who are all these people? Um, just some friends that helped me get here. Yeah, we're like time-traveling Ubers. Uber? What a funny word. What does that mean? Nothing, nothing. Sabrina's just having a stroke. Toot, toot. (laughs) (laughs) She's not having a stroke. We are Podcast 42, a very popular internet show. That's Chris, JL, Sabrina, and I'm Laura. Hi! Internet. I've heard of that. Berkeley has about 200 computers hooked up to it. It's supposed to be the wave of the future one day. We'll see. All they basically do with it is send notes back and forth and nude pictures made up of keyboard symbols. You guys do a show on there? Doesn't seem like it's worth it for a 200-people audience. It's more than we have now. (laughs) (laughs) True. I said we were very popular. Yeah. That's right. I'm huge on the internet. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's all very interesting. I don't know what that means. But time is money here, and we've got a writer's strike set to pick it right outside the studio in about six hours. By the way, I can't help but notice that this screenplay is clocking in at about two hours and 45 minutes. I don't know how you're going to cut the script down with only six hours to do it in. I just figure we can cut down the time in editing. How's that supposed to happen? That'll be a nightmare. Well, the story takes place all in one day. All the characters wear the same clothes throughout the whole thing. That gives it a lot of freedom in the editing room. We did it with the Breakfast Club. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Exactly. You see, for this movie to work, we have the beginning and the end already. It doesn't matter what exactly happens to the characters in the middle. It's all about where they start and where they end. Like Lord of the Rings. Great book. That will never work as a movie. The stop-motion animation would be a nightmare. Maybe George Lucas and his team could make it. I don't know. But I digress. Let's greenlight this movie. Be careful on your way out. Some picketers are here early for the tailgating. People tailgate before picketing? Yeah, they do. And I smell kielbasa. Why don't we uh, jump forward in time a little bit and see how they cast this movie? Great. Movie time travel sickness. No, 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 no. More time travel sickness. (laughs) Yes. And more of it. And the audio time travel sickness. Great. I was just wanting to write the great movie, right? (laughs) (sighs) There's got to be something to help with that. Dramamine or something. Yeah, try this. What is it? An Altoid. This is going to help? Yeah. It'll ease your stomach for time travel, freshen your breath, and it is curiously strong. All right, everyone grab onto the rim of the fishbowl. Hey, who are you people? You can't just pop in out of thin air like that. We're trying to cast a movie here. It's okay, Janet Hershenson. I know them. It's weird that he used her first and last name like that. I think it was just to establish who she is. Oh, gotcha. Listen, Janet, there's only one person I have in mind for Ferris Bueller. 
and that is Matthew Broderick. He changed the name! Yeah, I wonder where he got that idea from. Yeah, Laura. It was you, Sabrina. Oh, yeah? Well, you guys need to relax. Pardon my French, but you're all so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up your asses in two weeks, there would be diamonds. Can I use that? Maybe modified? Sure. Use whatever you want, Johnny. It's no problem whatsoever. John, if you could focus, why Broderick? He has the right charm, and he is clever. If Jimmy Stewart was 15 right now, I would cast him, but he's not. Broderick is the guy, besides Anthony Michael Hall, already turned me down. I also have Jim Carrey, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, Eric Stoltz, Robert Downey Jr., and Michael J. Fox interested. Broderick will do. Okay, well, Emilio Estevez, John Cusack, and Alan Ruck are all here to audition for Cameron Fry, Ferris's best friend. And Molly Ringwald and Mia Sarah are here to audition for Sloan pa- Peterson, the girlfriend. I hope John Cusack gets it. He's my favorite actor of all time. You already know John Cusack doesn't get it. I can change that. Sabrina, no! Mr. Hughes! Emilio would be perfect, plus you have already worked with him on Breakfast Club. Yes, true. Perfect. Uh, uh, Emilio Estevez is is not John Cusack, Sabrina. I know. Emilio is a little cutie, though. John Cusack can be a little cutie. Sabrina, you changed the movie. What if it doesn't do as well now? It will. Don't worry. Emilio can do anything. I bet he can even play a garbage man in a movie and it would be a blockbuster. Well, mm. Emilio Estevez doesn't want the part. He turned it down. Yes, John Cusack it is. Why don't you just marry John Cusack since you like him so much? I would, but then that would change history. He might not make gross point blank, and that would be wrong for future generations. For now, I shall sacrifice our love. (sighs) I think we should go with Alan Ruck. I remember him. He auditioned for Bender in Breakfast Club. You know, the role I gave to Judd Nelson. Good thing, too. Judd is such a cutie. Who is not a cutie to you in Hollywood? Freddy Krueger. Not a real person. You know, I based the character of Cameron on a friend of mine in high school. He was sort of a lost person. His family neglected him, so he took that as license to really pamper himself. When he was legitimately sick, he actually felt good because it was difficult and tiring to have to invent diseases. But when he actually had something, he was relaxed. Despite Rock being 30, he looks like he could pass for a teenager and has a good chemistry with Matthew. By the way, they had previously acted together in the Broadway production of Biloxi Blues. Okay. Also, I don't want Molly in this one. Why? Isn't that your go-to actress? Yes, but I feel like this part is too small for her. Mia Sarah it is. Also, Jennifer Grey is on board to play Ferris's sister, Jeannie. That's good. It'll give her and Broderick a chance to secretly date during filming. What? And money to get a nose job. Well, that was mean. I didn't say she needed a nose job. But that's what she did with the money. Yeah, sometime after Dirty Dancing. To play the principal, we should get that guy from Amadeus. Uh, What's his name? Jeffrey Jones? Yes, plus I heard he is good with children. Hey, Jeffrey Jones here. I was just reading the script, and my part seems really small in here. Don't worry, people will know you for this part. 
as well as being listed in the U.S. Department of Justice National Sex Offender Database. What? Now who's changing history? Well, I'm up for anything. As long as they're 15 or younger. What? I I don't know what he's talking about. To help you study for this part, I want you to meet my old vice principal. He used to wear a gun on his belt under his coat. That guy seems like he was, sign up for the army quick before I kill you, intense. Yes, and that's how I want you to play it too. Who is next? I've already cast the economics teacher with Ben Stein because he has a flat voice and he looks like a teacher. Plus, he's a Republican. And I'm a Republican. We are probably the only two Republicans in the movie business. What an odd statement. What are you going to do? The question isn't, what are we going to do? The question is, what aren't we going to do? Somebody stand next to her and write down the things she says. Sabrina! Ben Stein here. I see you changed the name of the character to Bueller. Yes. Bueller. 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 Is that how you say it? Hmm. Let me see that script. I have another little tiny rewrite. I took the liberty of getting Eddie McClurg to play Grace. Edie. Great. Edie. I took the liberty to get her, his sister, Edie McClurg, to play Grace. <laughs> Great. We'll just get her to improvise a bunch of future iconic lines. We are from the future. And iconic. And then Charlie Sheen is here to cameo as Garth, the boy in the police station on drugs. Perfect. Thanks for doing this, Charlie. No problem. I plan on staying up 48 hours straight doing drugs to get ready. That's very method of you, but you don't have to do that for the part. Oh, I'm not doing it for the part. I was going to do it anyway. Okay, well, uh, I don't advise it. Tiger blood. Why don't we jump ahead in time to something else? Yeah, let's watch him film it. Okay. Grab a hold of the fishbowl. Here's an outward, Laura. <laughs> Thanks. But next time, warn me instead of just pushing it into my mouth. That's what she said. Ah, Chicago. I love this town. You know, I get a lot of flack for always using it as backdrops to my movies. I don't know why. Woody Allen doesn't get crap for using New York all the time. It's kind of cold. I thought this movie took place at the end of the school year, which would be late spring, early summer. It does. That's why we have the prop department painting the leaves green on those trees over there. They're a little too brown. I want to paint leaves. Knock yourself out. I'm sure they can use the help. Great. I have my own paintbrush and my own can of purple paint. See you in a couple of minutes. You do realize she's going to destroy all the work your prop department is doing. It looks like she's having fun. Plus, we are filming the parade scene today. It'll be okay. Most of the focus is on the float. You don't have many extras here. I remember this scene being very crowded. It will be. See all those construction workers and business people just going about their day? We're going to use them as well. You're using real Chicagoans? That's so cool! When we start filming, you guys can jump in there too. Thanks. I want to be a float girl. I love the Oktoberfest dresses. <laughs> no problem. You can be the one that plays the accordion in the back of the float. Oh, I'll do it! No, no, I'll do it. Um, excuse me, John? It's Paul McCartney. John Lennon would have been better. Right, but if John Lennon showed up just now, he would have been a ghost. Or a demon. Or a demon ghost. Ghostly demon John Lennon is still better than breathing demon Paul McCartney. Bloody hell. Is there something wrong, Paul? Besides him. Him is jail. 
thanks, friend. Yes, besides him. Don't worry about him. He's from the future. Oh, really? Are me and Linda still together? Remember, you can't give too much away. You'll change the future. Let's just say you never divorce. Well, that's something. So what is wrong, Paul? I gave you the rights to my song, but does it have to have all the brass in it? It doesn't feel quite right, you know. Well, it's a parade with high school bands marching in it. They have big brass sections in them, so we thought it might be more realistic with the brass in the song. I kind of get it, but couldn't you find a high school marching band that had electric guitars in it? Not really. Can we still use the song? I guess, but I ain't going to be happy about it. Boy, Paul's a tough cookie. Everyone knows John was the better cookie. Paul is like single Oreos, while John is like double stuffed Oreos. No, wait. Paul is like single vanilla cookie Oreos. John is like the double stuffed fudge covered Oreos. No, no, no. I got it. Paul is Oreos that have been left in the package that have been left open and are now soft. And John is like fresh off the conveyor belt, plopped into a Dairy Queen blizzard, hand spun by Shaquille O'Neal Oreo that is served in a giant Yeti cup. I got nothing. If you two are done, I'll tell you. I'm really looking forward to the next location. It's the Art Institute of Chicago. It's kind of a self-indulgent scene. It's always a place of refuge for me. I went there quite a bit. I loved it. I knew all the paintings in the building. In the film, I'm going to show the paintings that were my favorite. That's pretty cool. Yeah, especially considering the museum has never been filmed in before. Yes! So after this big, crazy, upbeat shot of the parade, we are going to insert the more subdued museum piece. Seems, uh, out of place. Yeah, I'm not saying test audiences are gonna hate it, but test audiences are going to hate it. As well as the studio heads. It's like you guys know something but aren't really, really telling me. This scene is great. You see, I wrote the, this part where Cameron is concentrating on George Surratt's painting a uh, Sunday afternoon on the island of Le Grand Jatte. But what it's really all about is movie-making, teenage angst, and adult insecurity. How so? I always thought this painting was sort of like making a movie. The pointless style. You don't have any idea what you're really... Ah! Why do you have to write so many stupid-ass words in there? Because <laughs> that's this is a quote. This is him saying it. Oh, plagiarism. No, you, <laughs> you can't plagiarize a quote. Calm it down, Melania. You didn't put quote marks around it. <laughs> yeah, Melania. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought this painting was sort of like making a movie. The pointless style. You don't have any idea what you've made until you step back from it. Just like the more Cameron looks at the painting, there's nothing there. Cameron fears that the more you look at him, the less you see. Deep, and you can't plagiarize a quote. quote. Maybe you could rethink the sequence of events here and maybe put quotation marks so we know it's a quote. Especially if the praise seems to be the best thing that happens to Ferris and friends that day, and we don't need quotations because he's actually saying it. But is he? He is. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid time travel. It's all wonky. (laughs) So wait a minute. It's a quote within a quote being plagiarized. <gasps> we got inceptioned. Yeah. It's not plagiarized because John Hughes said that. That's why it's but not part. So it's a quote within a quote that's within a quote. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a quote. He says it. But I'm going to quote you saying his quote. <gasps> hey, guys, look, me and Sabrina are back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a quote because he's saying it. It's only a quote hey guys, later. Look. 
Yeah, right. Sabrina are back. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I think that's a wrap. Hey, the girls are back. That's what I should have said. <laughs> I almost fell off the float six times. And I almost fell off the float seven times. It's not a competition, you know. To see how many times one could fall off the float. I've seen Laura work. She'll win. Another one bites the dust. I wasn't making it a competition. I was just saying float surfing is harder than it looks. Matthew Broderick smelled good. I know. We were so close to him. I touched his shoulder. Okay. Let's fangirl ourselves down and travel to Wrigley Field. Wrigley? No, 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 no. I want to shoot the scene at Comiskey Park. I'm a White Sox fan, after all. It seems like you're running out of time to finish the film, so Wrigley will be the better choice. Here, everyone grab the fishbowl. Don't you dare shove that Altoid in my mouth, Sabrina. I'll do it myself. Fine. I'll just shove it in Jail's mouth instead. Pucker up, buttercup. Wait! (coughs) (coughs) Gee, thanks. I don't see where the filming crew is, but I see Ferris Bueller flexing his hand like he just caught a foul ball. I'm thirsty. That has nothing to do with Ferris flexing his hand like he just caught a foul ball. Ah, I see. This is the perfect time and place for a drink. Just reach into the fishbowl and feel around until you feel your beer cooler. It should be in there somewhere. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. Did you get the beer cooler? Yeah, I wish it was an old style, though. I mean, we are at Wrigley. Seems more fitting. What does that mean? Old style is like the PBR of Wrigley Field. Oh, okay. You that's a fair, uh, would you say that's a fair uh, way to say it? It's like the PBR. Uh, yeah. It's a fancy PBR. It's <laughs> but I drink it every time I go to Wrigley Field. It doesn't matter. Well, since this is not a fancy PBR, what is this? This is, is Coated Tiles from the Lick Beer Project. Yeah, Lick Beer Project. Queens, wow. New York. Yeah, from Queens, New York. I can't believe I had to go all the way to New York to get beer in that beer cooler. Especially since Chicago's got good beer. I know. You think we'd have found a Goose Island or something like that. Maybe you reached too far. Maybe. It's the coldest, though. Did you say what style of beer this was? It is a pale ale. Yay. The description is, it's a flagship hazy golden American pale ale brewed with copious amounts of Cascade, Citra, and Simcoe hops over a body of Pilsner and oat malts. Its light base is the perfect backbone to effervescent and bright hop aromas of mango, pineapple, and evergreen. Well, I gave the label a six. The label's pretty cool. That's why I bought it. <laughs> I didn't even know what type of beer this was. All I saw was, ooh, look at, the, look at that label. Well, stay tuned until the end of the episode when we rate the beer one through six. One being the worst, six being the best. This makes sense. To, oh, that's based on a six-pack, which makes sense to everybody except for one lone Canadian. In These the eyes on this thing follow you. Well, don't it's look, judging you. It's don't just look because at them. you had too much to drink. Mm. She just took her first sip. No, she's been drinking it the whole time. <laughs> and drinking it. Plus, it's hot in this stadium. What's the score anyway? Nothing to nothing. Who's winning? The Bears. The Bears. Well, something still doesn't seem right, though. I just don't know what. 
Well, that's easy. This is a game between the Montreal Expos and the Cubs. In the movie, it's supposed to be between the Braves and the Cubs. That's pretty impressive. How did you remember that? Easy. I love pizza. What does pizza have to do with it? Ah, yes. Rooney is looking for Ferris at a pizza place, and the game is on TV. And just as Rooney looks away, Ferris is shown on screen catching a foul ball. Oh, yeah. It's just another close call for Ferris. It's almost as if the movie was designed that way. Yeah, the teams wore similar colors, so editing must have been pretty easy. Probably easier than editing one of our shows. (laughs) Hey, there you guys are. I've been looking for you. Yeah, the fishbowl knocked us off course a little. What's next on the shooting schedule? We have a scene with Ferris's little brother and sister, and a strip club visit for Ferris, Cameron, and Sloan. I don't remember those being in the movie. Neither do I. Why don't we go to the premiere of the film? That should be more fun instead of all this filming stuff, especially since those are scenes that are just going to get cut. I didn't bring anything fancy to wear, Chris. I wasn't expecting the time travel today. You need to warn me. For one, I would have worn my time-traveling flip-flops. You have time-traveling flip-flops? Yes. Every woman in the South has time-traveling flip-flops. Not to mention dance flip-flops, nice restaurant flip-flops, and going to a curling expedition flip-flops. It's true. Is it an expedition or an exhibition? Eh, depends on, <laughs> <laughs> depends on how, uh, how much you want to get into that. Depends on how many clothes they're wearing. Uh, yeah. uh, here, let's grab onto the fishbowl and go. <laughs> This is not the premiere of the film! No, this is Cameron's dad's garage. And there is the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California. Less than a hundred were made. It looks like it was rubbed with a baby diaper for hours. There is no film crew here. It's just us. They must be filming this scene later, and we beat them here. Wait a minute. This isn't a 1961 Ferrari 250 GT, but a GT Spider California. It's a mere replica. And not only that, it's not even a real car. Just the shell of a car. It's also an automatic. That's weird. This really leaves my cheese out in the wind. Just be careful, Sabrina. You're leaning on the car and it's on a car jack for some reason. I'm just tired. Like, time traveling makes me tired. I like that the garage is suspended over a ravine and it's encased in thin glass windows. You should probably get off the car. It's wobbling backwards a little. And for some reason, it's running in reverse. But I love this car! I hate my wife, but I love this car! That's a line for the movie. Oops. 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 I guess you saved them the trouble of wrecking the car! And you think I'm the spoiler queen? The movie is over 30 years old! Let's get out of here before they see what we did. Hold on to the fishbowl. This is the set of Ebert and Roper. Oh, yeah. The lawyer show. It's not a lawyer show. It's a movie critic show. Well, it could be produced by lawyers. I give this film a three out of four stars. It is one of the most innocent movies in a long time. This is a sweet, warm-hearted comedy. I agree, Roger. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. It has one of the highest repeatability factors of any film I've ever seen. I can watch it again and again. There's also this, and I say this in all sincerity, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is something of a suicide prevention film, or at least the very least a story about a young man trying to help his friend gain some measure of self-worth. 
Ferris has made it his mission to show Cameron that the world in front of him is passing him by and that life can be pretty sweet if you wake up and embrace it. That's the lasting message of Ferris Bueller's day off. Well, that was deep. Yeah, really deep. I thought it was just a fun skip school comedy. Well, you know, movie critics see far more in the films than we do. Yeah. Roper called Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy a parallel universe to the 9-11 conspiracy and a hallmark to underage migrant workers in China. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. I'm not Batman. (laughs) Excuse me. Who are you people and what are you doing on our TV show? What we're doing is poking fun at your overinflated movie reviews. I know these people. I reviewed their show once. I called it mind-numbing, chaotic, and a mess with the facts. I think he liked it. He definitely did not like it. Not one minute of it. Just ignore them. Let's continue with the show. So far, Ferris Bueller's Day Off has had a total weekend gross of $6,275,647, opening at number two at the box office. It's well on its way to becoming the 10th highest grossing film of 1986. That's oddly put, especially since you didn't use dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you just said a number. <laughs> but she didn't say any type of currency. But she said gross of 6275647 which would imply that it was dollars. Okay. Just ignore them. Let's continue with the show. So far... Ferris Bueller's Day Off has had... Oh, no, you don't have to read it again. It's too late, damn it, it's happening. (laughs) I was going to keep that all in. Just ignore them. I enjoyed being snarky to him. Yeah, all that's going to get edited anyway. Six million two hundred and seventy-five thousand six hundred and forty-seven (laughs) Dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. I have millions. No, I have billions. And you can have no. That's oddly put. No, mister. You're oddly put. That's even more oddly put. No, mister. You're even more oddly put. Listen, I could do this all day. Oh, dear God. Let's just go. Yeah, it smells like film critic in here. I got the bull and Altoids. We are back home. I'm not sure I like your fishbowl time traveling thing. Yeah, it has a lot of rules and gets us lost sometimes. But what did you learn about Ferris Bueller? I mostly learned what I already know. The film follows Ferris Bueller, Matthew Broderick, a high school senior in suburban Chicago who pretends to be sick and skips school. He convinces his neurotic best friend Cameron, Alan Ruck, and his carefree girlfriend Sloane, Mia Sarah, to come along with him. The three of them borrow, quotation marks, Cameron's father's prized sports car heading into the city to spend one more day together before graduation. Meanwhile, Ferris's resentful sister Jeannie, Jennifer Gray, and dean of students Ed Rooney, Jeffrey Jones, are both hot on his trail, ready to prove that he's skipping school. Well, how about we learn a little more? Let's not. Because it's pop quiz time. A lot of sheets of paper. Don't just slip over and do the other side. It's not in the budget. budget. When I get a job, you get a new notepad. 
<laughs> you better tell someone to call us back. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> Come on, Sabrina. Toot, toot this shit. Come on, toot, toot. Toot, toot. toot. <laughs> this pop quiz is called, I taped four pictures of Matthew Broderick to each of my ribs. Now I have Ferris wheels. <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> what did but it's producers Matthew Broderick that he does this with. <laughs> what did Ferris Bueller name his donkey? Shane, darling, donkey Shane. Five general knowledge facts on Ferris Bueller's day off in order of the easiest to the hardest to you test your knowledge. Score one point for each correct answers. They all can't be winners. I know. He totally blew his load last week with the Hogan ones. <laughs> Question number one. How did Ferris and Cameron get Sloan out of school? If you didn't watch the movie before the show, I don't think that's either. your fault. Hint. If you watch the movie before the show, you can answer all these questions. Shoot. I'm not going to be able to answer any of them. I know. Lots of writing. A lot of writing. Gail's writing a novel. I know. It didn't, wasn't like, that long. I don't think so. You're doing a synopsis of the movie. Apparently. Yeah, you don't have to do the whole synopsis. Oh, right. too late. I did four lines of it. Just question summary. Two. Question number two. What does Jeannie find on the kitchen floor proving that Mr. Rooney had broken in? Mr. Rooney broke through the doggy door to get into the house. But that's not when he left. Hijinks ensued. And then he left. But he left something behind. Hmm. Question number three. Who gets arrested in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Hint. This was one of the characters in the film. Question number four. Who is the Sausage King of Chicago? I'm looking for the character name, not who pretended he was. Him. (laughs) That one I know. (laughs) Not the character that pretended to be the Sausage King, but the actual name of the Sausage Sausage King. You're the Sausage King. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. You're from Chicago, Sabrina. You shouldn't be struggling on this. You should know who this is. Yeah, don't you know they do a tour of this in Chicago? (laughs) Do they really? Yeah. Oh, it's a real person? Never seen. Yeah, they do a whole tour. It's like Ferris Bueller went here and he went here. It's a whole scenic tour. Oh, I thought maybe the Sausage King was a real person. He is. She doesn't know, so just ask questions. You get your sausage at Portillo's. Uh, and they go, oh, yeah, it's by the Sausage King in Chicago. Would you like an Italian beef with that? Dipped or not? First of all, you're just going to Italian beef and skip the sausage. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and make sure it's dipped. Mm-hmm. Question number five. What's it dipped in? Aju. Thank okay. you. Question number five. What does one of the bus riders offer to Mr. Rooney on the bus ride home? Hint, this is near and dear to Laura's heart. Now who's writing a paragraph? <laughs> <laughs> Should not be a paragraph. Should be two, maybe three words. Nope, I got the whole thing. The whole thing? Yeah, her whole sentence that she says to him. Okay. All right. Pins down. Question number one. How do Ferris and Cameron get Sloan out of school? Laura. (laughs) They pretend her grandma died. Jail. Cameron calls up the school no, and all he that. Did the whole thing. Yeah, he calls up the school and he pretends to be her father and he says that her father, her grandmother died and that's how they get her out. He's coming to pick her up. Sabrina. Uh, I just said they called and said someone was sick. Close enough. Everyone gets a point. <laughs> hmm. She didn't get it right though. Yeah, that's true. She yeah, didn't totally get it right. Didn't. She said somebody's sick, not oh, died. Sick. Okay. 
Not they were sick point. to death. <laughs> Question number two. What does Janine find on the floor pro- proving that Mr. Rooney had broken in Sabrina? A wallet. JL. A wallet. Uh, Laura. Rooney's wallet. Uh, you're all wrong. That was his wallet. <laughs> Question number three. Who gets arrested in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? JL. Charlie Sheen's character, Mitch. Sabrina. I said Jack Jones's character. Jack Jones. Yeah, that's yeah. Jeffrey Jones's brother yeah. who got in trouble before he did. <laughs> Laura. How about Jeannie, Ferris's Biller's sister? Jeannie gets arrested. Yeah. I was right, too. Well, we're looking for Jeannie. Well, that was my other answer because she meets him in the police station. Yes. But but he wasn't really a character in the movie. Was he, though? Because Not like a main character. Doesn't matter. There's a thing there. Who is Lasage's king of Chicago jail? Abe Froman. Laura. Abe Froman. Sabrina. The sausage queen. The sausage queen was the really sausage the sausage king? king. Yeah. Oh, it's like a twist. Yeah, it's from Boys Town. <laughs> yes. She could take all the sausage. Abe Froman. <laughs> Abe Froman is what we're looking for. Not who can take all the sausage. Question number five: What does one of the bus riders offer to Mr. Rooney on his bus ride home, Sabrina? An Altoid. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. Gummy bears from her pocket, so they're nice and squishy. Jail. Oh, I said shoes and a ride. Gummy bears is the correct answer. <laughs> Who eats gummy bears? What are you, five? <gasps> or Laura. Or me. <laughs> Sources for this script. A long time ago in a cutting room far, far away. My 50 years editing Hollywood hits. Star Wars Carrie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Mission Impossible, and more by Paul Hirsch. BuzzFeed. Judd Hirsch was an editor? Yes. It was his brother, Paul. Oh. Behind the Music, featuring Julian Cope, Wikipedia, and YouTube. I love YouTube. <laughs> They're overrated. <gasps> How uh, dare you? No, Joshua Tree is one of the greatest albums of all time. It is. If you listen to all their stuff from the 80s and early 90s, it's classic. Yes. They lost it after Zootopia or whatever. Zuropa. <laughs> Zuropa. Let's see what you have to say on Facebook. Jennifer says, love it. Classic. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Anybody want to fight Jennifer? No, I love Ferris Bueller's Dale. Jennifer Gray? I'm always up for a fight. Is it, phys- is it mean, a physical fight or verbal? I don't know. Probably yeah, you can both. only call the fight. <laughs> That's true. You're only qualified to <laughs> qu- call it. Man, I'm Irish. I'll do the fighting. <laughs> She'll never see you coming. <laughs> Lou, who's a female, not a male, says, I love it. <laughs> I love Lou. Can you be nice to Lou? You can call her Lou Ann, and then that way you don't have to go into a whole long story okay. about how she's a female. <laughs> who's a female? All I know is oh, where you work, where you work. I love you, Lou. <laughs> I love you so much, Lou. Don't listen to my husband. He's a jerk. <laughs> Where you work for a living, yep. all the females are named male. We have a Michael that's a girl. Yes. Yep. yep. We have a Randy that's a girl. Yep. We have a Lou that's a girl. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you have to gender specify a name. But and what's funny is people call me Larry. So it's, <laughs> it's very odd to have that Cooper many. Cooper calls me Larry. 
All you people offended by uh, a genderizing names, you can email me at. The worst part is I knew what Lou he was talking about before he even said anything, <laughs> yeah, which makes it even funnier Lou for me. What is he gonna talk about? There aren't that many know. Lou's in the world. LJ says maybe it's because I didn't grow up watching it. Never knew what it was until I was in my 30s and finally watched it a few years ago, but don't see the big deal about it. It's not bad at all. It's not the blockbuster everyone makes it out to be either. That's because she's not looking at it right. She's still comparing it to school, but that's like literally the best call-in day for work ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, come on. You can also apply that to work. We watched this movie the other day and it holds up very well. It's still a great movie, whether you saw it in your 30s, 40s. It's it's a good movie. I haven't watched it in years. It's on Prime, I think. Optimus? Yes. <laughs> no. Amazon. You can't show a movie on the back of a Transformer. Vlado says... Challenge accepted. <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> on the internet. Vlado says, best movie ever. You must not be married to LJ. <laughs> Keith says, my wife could go word for word with this movie when watching it. So can my wife, but that's every movie. <laughs> Christopher says, not me. It's a different Christopher. Too many of them. And that's a lot of Christophers. Not that many lose. It's a boy. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. It's a boy. I saw his profile picture. Means nothing. Maybe. It's a Cat classic fishing. by far. Looking back at the time frame, there were a lot of movies like this that still stand out today. Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, just to name a few, brings back memories all good. Nah, Ducky's a stalker by today's standards. Yeah. You know, I think I've only seen 16 Candles once. Really? Yeah. I definitely can't quote that one. I've seen the sequel many times. It's better. What's the sequel? 17 Candles. Oh, I fell right into that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, Molly Ringwald wasn't in that one. That was an Ali Sheedy movie. Ooh. Oh, I love Ali Sheedy, though. Why? <laughs> I just do. Are you feeling it? <laughs> just that... Do you like watching the brooding, depressed person that's not yes. Winona Ryder? That, yes. Oh, I love Winona yeah. Ryder. Well, she's the same person in every movie. Oh, she is, sure. though, but she's fantastic. I mean, somebody get her some magnets that work, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> somebody I think definitely she, yeah. needs to help her with her magnets. She's different in Stranger Things. She plays crazy. And, uh, and how is that any different? Did you not again? see Heather's? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but she was... Or Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Or Star Trek. She wasn't loopy crazy like she or is Beetle in Stranger Juice. Things. Not mm-hmm. loopy crazy. She was what you described earlier, depressed teen. She's depressed teen in everything up until Stranger Things. That's because what the first she... thing she was in was with Christian Slater, and he's like the poor man's Jack Nicholson. I love Christian Slater. He's <laughs> I know Cuffs is a very underrated movie. I love American Cuffs. American Psycho. Was she really was a depressed teen and Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> Probably no. not, but that doesn't go along with my joke. Do you know what's the best part of Edward Scissorhands? Anthony Michael Hall is the villain. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that movie. He had to. He turned down Ferris Bueller's Day Off to make that Interesting one. Interesting bit of fact. It was filmed in Lakeland, Florida. That's why the snow looks so real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would also explain why it's never snowed in that area before him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, let's go to Twitter. Always a redhead says, definitely a classic. Oh, thanks, Sabrina. Welcome. Adam and the Ants with a Z says, <laughs> I may not show it. Is but that boy or girl? I don't know. <laughs> Are they goody two shoes? Ants. Uh, Adam and the real Ants was kind of androgynous. So I may not show it, but I am constantly thinking about Ferris Bueller's room posters. 
What were his Didn't he have the Heather posters? Locklear poster? Yeah, he had he had like he had simple minds. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of posters on his wall. I was actually looking at that when we watched the movie again. All his posters. Uh, Raju says, "How come when a YT man skips high school and they call it Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but when I skip in high school, I was sent to truancy court?" That's a very good question, there, Rajti. I don't know. I don't know. Raju, what, what a YT man is. Raju, white T man. What is like- truancy court? Oh, whitey man. Okay, like yeah. a whitey, yeah, like, yeah, like a white whitey. guy. Yeah, yeah. When he skips school, he's he's it's his day I mean, off. He gets a parade when he skips school. No, it's that dead. was the Oktoberfest parade. That really wasn't there for him. He was just, it though? Yeah, he just overtook it. Wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like like all white people. Why is exactly. there? This is my parade now. <laughs> Why is there an Oktoberfest parade at the end of the school year? You know, I questioned that forever. <laughs> I just but questioned it's Chicago, that now, and it can easily be anything. It's over by that nice German restaurant over. Yeah, here. you know, speaking it's of Oktoberfest, Fest. every day there. Yeah, and they get the like people come in and play music. They, Great food. They Wish have... I could remember the name of the restaurant, but you know. It's not the one up in... in uh, it's across the street. From, it's like block away from a theater. Is it up in Lincoln Square? I don't even know if it's still there. But they have this little German bar where you can literally get you and like four other people and they line up a... They have a ski and there's shot glasses atta- attached to the ski. And this is true. They, they had shot glasses attached to the ski and they would like pour out the shots and then you have to do the shot all together. You can do that in Orlando. You can. We did it at the ice bar for my 30th birthday. Ooh. But I mean, that was like 80 years ago. So but do they wear Oktoberfest costumes? The Berghoff restaurant. It? But now, if you want to do that now, you have to tape three skis together so everyone's <laughs> six feet so- apart. <laughs> you can social distance from <laughs> from your friends while you just take Don't a pull up the ones in between. <laughs> no. oh, I was, it's the Berghoff restaurant. It's well, over on Adam Street. Do you know I found Oktoberfest beer in the store? Already? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty excited. I didn't buy it. <laughs> I have no money. Well, you weren't that excited. <laughs> no, I have no money. No money. But I was like, look, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. And I went to reach for it and realized my money doesn't cover that. <laughs> Idiot <laughs> says, there's never a time when Ferris Bueller's Day Off isn't a relevant discussion topic. And one more, Bailey Huckabee says, The parade scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of the greatest movie scenes of all time. So there you go. It's a very definitive statement. Yes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to the phones. And I'm not going to trick JL this week. Let's just go straight to the Bruder Crawl. You never <laughs> trick me. We all know it's only ever Bruder. That's not true. Hey, guys. This is Tove with This Week Today, another great podcast on the Podsticks Network. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is a fantastic movie. It's definitely a classic. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Matthew Broderick probably at his best, and I'm a big fan of his. He's done a bunch of great movies. But And I haven't watched it in a few years, but I'm sure it holds up. I'm sure if I went back and watched it, I would enjoy it just as much. There's so many quotable lines, so many great scenes. It's just great from the beginning to the end. Absolutely love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We had somebody That's else call <laughs> We actually had a phone call? Wait a minute. Who was that? Toph. From... Yeah, exactly. This week today. From Grab 
Gravity Beard. From Gravity Beard. Well, not anymore. Well, he's from this week today. But how much did you pay him? Because I need to know. I didn't buy October. Bruder made him do it. <laughs> well, Probably. here's the thing. Gravity Beard is now like they do a show now like four times a year or something like that. And Ooh. they do this week today instead every week. They changed. They did? Yeah. So it's like two yeah. different shows now. Oh. Well, that would have been great to tell your interns. <laughs> I'm an intern. <laughs> and I didn't even know that. Didn't know. This explains why they have so many interns. For their really? four big shows of the year. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, the Facebook Seasonal group specials. is still the same. Yeah. The Facebook group is still the same. This week, today, and Gravity Beard both funnel into the same Facebook group, but it's more of a, this week, today is the main focus, and then Gravity Beard is a like a special, like holiday special focus. Holiday. I want to say thank Celebrate. you to Toe for calling us because I'm tired of hearing Bruder. That's huge. <laughs> Thanks. I'm really excited to get a new phone call. I yeah, know. I didn't, I didn't yeah. Know. I didn't. I, we got one phone call and it wasn't Bruder. This I'm is not going to lie. I was kind of tuning out a little bit. And then I realized that wasn't Bruder's voice. Yeah, it was great. Well, that just means that one of us now has to call this week today. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any more phone calls? Got it. <laughs> nope, that's it. Oh, that's the only phone call we have. Bruder didn't even call. Good. He decided to take this week off. Oh. Hello, this is Bruder. I relate the Ferris Bueller's day off because I don't have a job. And also, my sister looks just like Jennifer Grey. And I don't have a car. <laughs> I am surprised to learn that Bruder has a sister. sister. <laughs> yeah. And I want to know, Bruder, is it pre-nose job Jennifer Gray or post-nose job Jennifer Gray? Yeah, because post-nose job Jennifer Gray didn't get any work. That's right. Yeah. Except for that one TV show where she played herself. And made fun of the fact that she had a nose job and couldn't get work. Apparently, I remember that show. She yeah. took off never from acting, nope. and it didn't relate to the nose job because her and Broderick had some sort of car crash. And then he, in Ireland, he was driving on the wrong side of the road. She decided to take a break and from he acting. Killed, I think, the mom and the kid. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty horrific car crash. So, yeah, I don't know why she changed her nose. Her nose looked fine. And plus, she was iconic for her look. So why yeah. would you why would you change that? Because nobody puts baby in the corner. That's the wrong movie. We haven't oh. done that one yet. Sorry. I can't make it through that movie without falling asleep. I've never <sighs> seen Dirty Dancing. Really? Yeah, really. I grew up watching it. Lumiere is the father. It's true, Jerry Orbach. What movie did you put on the other day that I never seen? Any movie. A League of Their Own. <gasps> I I've love never that seen movie. League of Their Own. You know, did you finish no, watching it? Did you no, watch it all the I way didn't through? finish it because just, I hated Tom Hanks. What? I hated him. He turns around he at the end. He was such a jerk. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Wow, that's good advice, kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I, that's what I told her. She's like, this is Tom Hanks. This doesn't look like a Tom Hanks. Yeah, I hated it. John yeah. Lovitz is great in that. Oh, oh well, I loved, he was the he's beginning the part. the same thing in yeah. everything, but and then when he laughed, He left and I was done. I was like, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Avoid you, the high ones. I like the high ones. You didn't give Tom Hanks a chance to. He was terrible. To sober up. He was absolutely terrible, yeah. and I could not watch. They Tom take Hanks away anymore. his booze and they give him Coca Cola. So they put him on Coke. 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dottie Henson. Although I did finally learn the Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch line. What a yeah. hitter. What a hitter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> seen her. <laughs> All right, let's go, girls. <laughs> but I've never seen that whole movie, so. I was, and she still has it. I still haven't seen that whole movie. One of my absolute favorites. And I didn't, I didn't remember that uh, the ballpark announcer was Squiggy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't see him pop up very often. No. No. I hope yeah. you're happy, Dolly. Well, you get what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's because it, it was Penny Marshall. It was the first time that a female had ever directed um, such a hit. And Penny Marshall directed it. So she pulled in everybody from her past and stuff like that. Mm. They filmed it at Wrigley. You know how you know they filmed it in the summer? The ivy's fully bloomed. There you go. Uh, and Frank Marshall was in it. That was pretty cool, too. I forgot all the people Gary who were Marshall? in it. Gary Marshall, yeah. Who's Frank Marshall? <laughs> He's a Gary producer. Marshall's brother. <laughs> oh, he should have done more stuff. There yeah. is a Frank Marshall. He's a producer. So, <laughs> la-di-da. Go look it up. I, I'm Googling it right now. While you're now. looking that up, let's reopen the beer cooler. Cola. Never away. Never gonna away. Dray Ella Carla never went away, never went away. Dray Ella Carla. Boom. Perfect. All right, Laura, what do you think? What is this beer? Oh, yeah, what is this beer? It is a hazy pale ale. No. Yes, called Coded Tiles. Oh, he really is a film producer. He looks like Joe Biden. From the Lick Beer Project in Queens, New York. This isn't a hazy uh, pale ale. Oh, pale ale. Yes, you're right. I was thinking IPA. He's done not some good movies. Hazy yes, you pale were right. Ale. You were right. I was wrong. I was wrong. correct. He's I listened and I have Kennedy. a photogenic, no, photo something memory. But he's also it's done some really good movies. Photo. Photo iconic. No. I said you were Iconic. So what's your rating? So, I don't like pale ales. I don't like hops. I don't like any of that. I don't like pale ales. I don't like any of the beers. It brings me unless they're hazy or they're from Funky Buddha. And even then, when I don't like the ones from Funky Buddha, I say that I do. That isn't true. I told the truth about the beers I didn't like from Funky Buddha. Yeah, and the Paloma Goza from Cigar City was better than the Funky Buddha. Well, we're not time traveling with the fishbowl. We're talking about the spirit. Um... It smells very hoppy, which is very off-putting, but I'm glad it didn't smell like mushy peas. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually finishes rather nicely, in my opinion. I don't know if that's true to everybody's. And I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Was <laughs> <laughs> that a me rating? You all right? You all right, Dale? <laughs> no, this is as bad as Sabrina going... <laughs> You know, I didn't like this, not like that. I'll give it a six. <laughs> no, did I say, but I no. said I it finished it better than I thought it was going to do, and for that reason, I'm giving it a four. I think like my initial sip, it wasn't that great because it is it is hoppy. But as I was drinking it throughout the show, I like paid attention to the finish and all of that, and it was pretty decent. Oh, I appreciate that. I forget about the finish after I finish it. You just finished it. Yeah, but that was like 10 minutes ago. No, you just took a sip. I watched it. I tried to find some more, but it was empty. Uh, <laughs> just try Chris's. He never finishes yeah, this, he but he'll give it a four. Beer. Well, I'll go next. <laughs> he'll give it a four. Yeah. <laughs> you may be surprised. 
Um, I actually don't mind pale ales. I like them. The I did finish clean. I did not taste any of the flavors that said it was it was on the can. I just nope. tasted hop. Yeah, it was very hoppy. So if I if it had more flavor to it, I would have given it a higher score. But I'm giving it a five. It's close. Sabrina, try so that way you know. Sabrina. I don't know what I'm talking about to begin with. I know, but it's more entertaining that way. <laughs> Six. It's a six. <laughs> it's a six. I'm drunk. Is this beer? It's a six. It's a six. Sabrina, um, you just drank Laura's seltzer. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't like the first like half of the cake, <laughs> but I powered through and I finished it, and then I drank some of Chris's. <laughs> it's a six. Um, <laughs> it's. I, I, it's not one that I could like just sit down and like down them like my husband does. <laughs> watch me Nobody drink drinks <laughs> like he does. Hey, hey, Sabrina, <laughs> watch, watch me drink my beer. beer. Um, <laughs> you blink, that's you an actual it. quote. Yeah. We're using quotes in the air. Yes, there are quotes around <laughs> that. Watch yeah. me drink my beer. It's yeah. I didn't get any of the taste I was supposed to. It just tastes like hops with maybe a little pine. I don't. I don't know what it's that means. Evergreen. Well, it might make me evergreen. I'm not sure. Well, at least then you'll have some color to you. <laughs> That's right. Be a nice change for once. No, it was it like once you get up to the halfway mark, it it's a fairly smooth beer. Yeah, it's like a it's a four. I could drink four. Four. It's okay. a four. Like I don't like. <laughs> yeah, like it it fit, it's smooth yeah. enough. Like it yeah. finishes clean. Like I I'd, I'd drink four and then I'd be like. I could do two more. Yeah, like I'd be done. That's a four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good after one. And it's not what like... What is the It's ABV? only 5%. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but this is the tallest can ever. It's, I mean, it is a 16 yes, ounce. Yes, but it's 5% per pint. Not per 12 ounces. For this pint, it's uh, 5%. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's all the extra hops or something. Yeah, it's um, something. Because I feel it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here and I was like, oh, my mind's doing things that shouldn't be right now. That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beer master. You know, first sip, I made a face. It's got you a did. very dry bitterness to it upon first sip. Like the rest of you, I'm not getting any of that like mango or grapefruit, mm-hmm. like that fruit taste that they mm-hmm. say. It's all hops. It's mm-hmm. very hoppy, but it's like a dry hop, which pale ales typically they're dry hopped. Hop so. one this time. But overall, I thought it had a nice clean finish. Great drinkability. I could easily do five. It's a very balanced pale ale. And, you know, it's just... First sip is very deceiving because you just... I don't know. When you read the description of what it's supposed to be, it catches you off guard because that was not what I tasted at all. No. Yeah. I mean, the label's a total six, like Chris said. It's an the am- label's awesome. I mean, that's the main reason I bought it was because I thought the label looked really neat and I was like Chris is going to love this label. Yeah. It's almost for, like they could have put any flavor on the outside of the can. Yeah. yeah. For those that can't see the label um, unless you go to our website it is, it's very much like a like Chinese dragon like a New Year's dragon but it's definitely, it's like, like graffiti. Sp- graffiti spray paint style yeah. like yeah really, really so nice. you get a, a bunch of mismatch along the background and then that dragon is really in the forefront. I just noticed I that the cool name can. of the beer is and In the Dragon. No, it's Coded Tiles. Yeah, like it's written in the dragon twice. Yeah. 
He's written on the dragon. Yeah, it's written uh, on the dragon twice. You'd be dragon after six of these. Yeah. I, you I, would be. For it being 5%, yeah, I think it's a very deceptive 5%. Because I, I feel it, and yeah. there's a lot of beers we do that I don't feel after no. the show. I mean, I'm not like, feeling it, but I mean, I'm used to drinking stuff that has like a 7%, 7.5%. But there are a few beers that are like 5% and stuff like that. Like Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale is one that doesn't have like a tremendous high ABV. Like it is like it's like a 5.5 or something like that. And that one always seems to get to me. Yeah. So, like I don't years. know, maybe it's the drier roast ones maybe. that just keeps the alcohol in there longer that hits you a little differently. Like, after two of these, I wouldn't be going anywhere. Mm-mm. Oh, no, you got your Uber coming for you. That's right. My future Uber. But, yeah, I think I'll it's a five. Cool. It's it's good. The description does not do it justice at all. Like, But, overall, great, great drinkability. Really like it. Five. All right. Excellent. Well, Sabrina, what's the info? You can join us on Facebook in our official Podcast 42 group page. Um, we've got a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, a lot of content that people post up that aren't on the show. So that's fun and exciting. Um, you can email us. Our email address is podcast42show at gmail.com. We love receiving emails from people. Questions, comments, concerns, all of the above. We like to read those. Website is podcast42show.wordpress.com. That gives you a listing of all of our beer coolers. Uh, it's got a, a little section on there for JL's beer cooler. It's all of our episode guide, info about the show, the beers we drank, and, and all that fun stuff. You can call or text us, just like Tof did this week, which is fantastic. Yes, everybody amazing. call us. Please I would like new, new voices on our show. Yes, it was quite I mean, we it appreciated really Tof, but you know. Yes. Yeah. You have called in the past. But you can keep calling, Toe. Please do. It was really exciting for us to hear somebody other than Bruder. Bruder. Are you saying you don't love like you, Bruder? Bruder. No, I'm just Bruder. saying that it sounds like Although, Bruder. I mean, oh. Bruder's one of my favorite people. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like Bruder records it in the closet when he doesn't want anyone oh, else to hear it. He's like R. Kelly. He's trapped in the closet. Yeah, like that's what, when I hear Bruder, that's what I hear. Or the yeah. sewing room. Bruno, we do enjoy your phone calls Who locks themselves Um, in the sewing room that's not Laura? (laughs) I know, right? Um, I'm going to have to look into that (laughs) Bruno, why are you in my sewing room? But you can Uh, give us (laughs) Uh, That phone number is Something 727-238-5887 727-238-5887 That's a phone number and not dollar amounts just so you know, I need what, to clarify what those numbers actually were. We didn't say gross. That's right. Um, you can join us on our Patreon page. We'd love to have some patrons on there. And of course, yes, I need to buy Albanese gummy bears. Yes. <laughs> I have been missing them since I have been furloughed. Um, we are a part of the Podfix network. And then obviously you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Spreaker, TuneIn. If you found us and are listening to us, congratulations. Yay. Good job. And continue to listen on that platform. Um, our artwork is by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And our theme music by Cremo. Find more music on Cremo.net. All right. Did I forget anything this week? I think I got I it all. Think so. I don't think so. Well, then I am Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Trose. I am Laura. And if you would like to contribute to my Albanese fund, please message me. I will give you my address to send them to me. I would appreciate it. I am missing my gummy bears. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
Chow the Flippity Pat. Gone. <laughs> Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate. As if you didn't figure that out already. But things are changed or added or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Adams? Here. Adam Lee? Here. Adamowski? Adamson? Here. Adler? Here. Anderson? Anderson? Here. Bueller? 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 Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. No problem whatsoever.